Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and today we're going to be talking about Saw. It's Halloween, so it must be Saw. I would have played the clip, Fuck but you. none of us have any headphones, except <laughs> for me, so that wouldn't have worked anyways. Yeah, Saw. Is it exciting? Not really. It's a pretty good movie, though. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty exciting. It was pretty frustrating, too. Like it, It's frustrating to see the tropes that Saw invented and then got run into the ground Yes, <laughs> in such a, an otherwise good movie. <laughs> Because they are fucking annoying, man. Those those you know the the gr- the grindcore guitars spinning while the camera spins around the person and then everything yep. sped up is just fucking irritating. <laughs> I put that in my notes because I'm like that is a very like late '90s, early 2000s way of low budget editing to make it look really intense when you don't have the time or the budget to make it actually intense. I well, this movie didn't have either, so... No, no. no, no. <laughs> they, they shot the movie in 17 days, which is crazy for a movie with this much weird shit going on. And then I think I read somewhere like 700000 and they had a million dollar budget. Shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's It's pretty... If you look at what's going on there, it's pretty micro budget. Like, there's, But fantastic. Like everything, everything is so low end, the location, the special effects, everything is, it's all really practical and yeah, it's just, it's just super effective at what it does, which I think is what is how the sequels ended up falling apart because like my daughter, I I was talking with her today after I watched it and she said, uh, she said, yeah, I don't like gory movies and isn't Saw supposed to be like super gory? And I was like, no, actually the, the first one is not that gory because it, it, people remember it being really intense and think of it as being gory but the truth is most of that goes on in your imagination because it happens off screen the sequels are all super gory but that's because the story wasn't as engaging in those were we talking about this because i had literally that exact same thought where this movie's the only reason it has that legacy of gore attached to it is because of the next movies yes well, it's it, all—it's it's gory, also, sure. It's also because of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre effect, where people remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre being the bloodbath, and it's not. There's actually only like two scenes with any blood in them at all. But because the filmmaking was really good, the storytelling was good, and the acting was good for what it was, at least in the in the intense scenes you remember it being way more over the top than it is because it effect it affected you it affected you emotionally same thing with this movie it it's very effective at what it does the sequels though yeah the sequels had to go way over the top cuz they're not effective emotionally <laughs> Darren Lynn Bousman came in and he's just like i think i'm just going to going to make it a bloodbath instead you know i I, don't, I really don't blame <laughs> Darren Lynn Bousman so much um i've seen some of his other work and really enjoyed it i think he was just he he jumped into a franchise that that and they they just said look this is what you're working with end of story i think actually his movies are good two through four are actually pretty good five two, two and three <laughs> two and three are great i yeah. love two and three i fucking hate four no you didn't like four five was the one where i where i started to go like this this is just like csi with lots of blood that like was five for me that's <laughs> all it was to me what was it was it three the one with the blades where she stuck her hands in the box no that was two that was two? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Two's my favorite. And I don't even, I don't remember. I remember the needle pit in the second one and yeah. where Mandy. That was hard to forget. Yeah. Mandy's revealed to be the 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 first accomplice. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you're, 
fucking you you know <laughs> everybody knows everybody knows at this point. i hope i hope everybody knows at this point i hope everybody knows if they're listening to this podcast at least hey guess what spoiler alert for probably the whole series because spoiler alert for every fucking episode we do like we have Jesus, if you're a repeat <laughs> listener just the opening now. if you're a repeat listener and you're surprised by spoilers you're a fucking idiot yeah don't that's, get mad at me. That's, that's a good idea let's alienate the audience right now <laughs> hey remember we had that conversation about about that movie I worked on and how the director said he was you know the audience is stupid I disagree like at least 70% of the time <laughs> it's 50-50 for me okay yeah <laughs> people are smarter than we give them credit for but then about other stuff they're dumb as shit and we just hope they're smart but too much credit at that point yeah yeah people suck well that's the trouble with 50-50 <laughs> you know I mean it really is it really is 50-50 about 50% of the population is always going to be fucking morons and uh you know I mean that's okay it's just a, it's a, it's not like it's a, it's ever been different from that it's always been that way it's just now we're a little more aware of it because we're all connected with those idiots intimately intimately yeah, via the internet. I mean, we get to see... Oh, their, I thought you meant sex. No, we get to see their <laughs> innermost thoughts like all the time. And yeah, it turns out most people are dumb as shit. Well, big surprise. They have that computer shield in front of them. So I they include can say myself in that dumb as shit category, by the way. <laughs> You're forgiven. You're smarter than some people. It's okay. Okay. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of smarter than some people, I'm just gonna I'm just going to get right into the shit that I didn't get in this, in this viewing. Okay. And now... I didn't think anything of it the first time I watched the movie. So this is really nitpicky. It doesn't affect... That's a terrible way to put it. It doesn't <laughs> change the effectiveness of the movie. I was going to say it doesn't affect the effectiveness, which is fucking stupid. It doesn't change <laughs> the effectiveness or diminish the effectiveness of the movie at all. But upon repeated viewings, it's kind of distracting. Like, uh, how is he holding his breath underwater if he was unconscious? Also, what was Jigsaw's plan with that key? Because it was attached to a phosphorescent fob. If he hadn't pulled the plug and sent it down the drain, boom, puzzle over right there. Well, yeah, he. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He does say, hey, the key was in the tub. And we're just like, what the fuck? Oh, it went down the drain. Well, what was the point of that? Yeah, well. Yeah. That maybe was... he didn't expect it to be floating down. But if it hadn't gone down the drain, he would have immediately grabbed the key, tried it on the lock. It would have worked. Out he goes. End of end of conundrum. So what was his end game with that key? <laughs> just to fuck with the guy? Knowing it would go down the drain? How would he have known that? It was an accident. It was clearly pointed out that it was an accident that the thing went down the drain. Maybe he wanted him to be his accomplice and get out. Maybe he wanted him to be the first accomplice. Ooh. Saw conspiracy. Yep. Yeah, but why? But I don't the whole fucking I, know. The whole idea, the whole idea <laughs> of the accomplices is that they were people who survived his game. Exactly. So and if he, he got yeah, himself but out. He, but they survive through trial. Like Amanda survives because she she lives through the trial. And same thing with the subsequent killer in four or whatever it is, who the asshole who comes along and becomes the new killer. Uh he 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 survived the trial. That was the whole thing. They survived the trial. If he didn't actually have to survive a trial, if all he had to do was turn a key and he's out, where's the where's the motivation to change anything? <laughs> He hasn't even listened to the tape at that point. <laughs> so it's true, and he's not going to stick around to look for it. Anyway, just, you know, I like, I, I get putting it there because it feels like another piece that was planned for, but it ultimately doesn't make sense. No, you're right. It doesn't oh, yeah. make any sense. I don't get it either. He did say nitpicky. Okay, here, here's, here, here's another nitpick that just grabbed me right away, and this is literally the first time I ever noticed it. Those ones I had noticed before, but hadn't given too much thought to. When they turn the lights on, one of the neon things has a dangling bulb. Well, 
that's not how fucking neon works because the the light is still working. If the if if the bulb was broken out of its socket, it shouldn't be working at that point. Again, like I said, this is nitpicky. <laughs> shit. Watching Carrie Elvis interact with children is a painful proposition. I mean, I, is it was it for you? Yeah, every uh, from the first time I difficult. watched it all the way up till now. That give me the tootsie. I'm like, ugh, don't. It's creepy. There's right? no such thing as the bad man. Well, what kind of <laughs> fucking weird shit to say to a kid is that? The boogeyman, okay, but there are a lot of bad people out there in the world. Yeah. You're just, just going to lie to her outright like Maybe, that? Maybe is he called the bad man in Australia? I don't know. She never mentions it, though. Like, like she doesn't even refer to him as the bad man in the closet. Oh, well, yeah, true. She never says that. She just says there was a man in the closet. Which, by the room. way, the ma- that bad man, quote unquote, is really in there. Yeah. Yeah, what a fucking piece of shit you look like now, Carrie Ellis. <laughs> Thanks for looking in my closet, Dad. Usually, usually, at least the parents humor the kids by looking in the closet. It's the same. She's thi- trying to teach her kid real world shit right now. She's yeah. not going to check the closet. It's the same thing as uh, I don't. I don't know if you saw uh, Liar Liar, where Carrie Ellis plays Jim well, Carrey's. Yeah, I saw rival. Liar Liar, yes. but you're going to bring up the claw thing, aren't you? Because yes, the, the claw's coming claw. at you. You're scared of the claw. <laughs> you're scared. It's going to get you. Like, like, just any experience I've ever had watching him interact with a child is just cringe-inducing. I and I know that it it works with the character, but it's still painful to watch. It is. It is okay. So, so on the subject of Carrie Elwes, though, the first time I watched this movie, I was really confused because it came out in two thousand three, right? Yeah. 2004 whatever one of those years, and yes. I didn't know anything about movies yet. I didn't. I didn't realize that actors weren't typecast in things. So Carrie Elwes, all I had seen him in was Princess Bride. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights and Liar Liar and then here he is fucking <laughs> this chained to a ass. goddamn pipe <laughs> this cutting his foot off mutilation yeah. movie I'm just like what the fuck what is going on <laughs> like I'm 16 and I'm just staring at it like um this is this is messing up my my child mind here I'm very confused right now <laughs> yeah it's, def- true. it's definitely breaking type <laughs> but apparently I was listening I was watching it since we watched it last week and we didn't get together I watched it with a commentary and Carrie Elvis was talking about how he gets typecast as he used to get typecast as like psychos. Like, what the hell really? are you talking about? He was in Kiss the Girls apparently as kind of a as oh, as a yeah. psychotic character, and I'd never seen it. Yeah, I forgot about that. And I there's so much stuff like I was I was watching it and I was falling asleep the whole fucking time today because <laughs> we didn't get any sleep still even though the fucking kids weren't here. <laughs> so there's there's so much stuff that I forgot to look up and forgot to write down. And it's all bugging me now because I, I was thinking about it all week long and I really just I really wanted to get out a bunch of stuff. Like, man, I got shit to say. I, I, I got points to make. <laughs> so do you guys do you guys remember the first time you ever watched this movie? Oh, yeah. yes. What was you, it? Would what, you like us? To yeah, expound? I was gonna say. What was it like? What was it like for Rain? Let's let Rain talk because yeah, we have yeah, big mouths. And she- Sorry, this conversation. <laughs> half the time I was trying to figure out who the guy you were talking about was, and then I figured it out, and then I was all into it, but I had nothing to say because everything had been covered already. <laughs> um, well, what? Back when, well, the first time I watched it, I was 12. My mom made me watch it, and I was totally Wait, dumb. wait, your mom made you watch it? Yeah, she did. Well, yeah. She's like, this is so great. I saw it in theaters. We're going to watch it together. And I'm like, okay. My mom and I were horrible. Oh, okay, freaks. okay. See, like, <laughs> when you say my mom made me watch it, that conjures a very different image from I watched it with my mom. No, it, like, no she, she did. That, that she clockwork orange you. God damn it. <laughs> You're going to watch this movie. I, stop your whining. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. It's kind of how it went, actually. I imagine a clockwork orange scenario. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Well, we sat down to dinner and my mom was like, here, and puts the movie in. Like, that was that was my introduction <laughs> to Saw. Um, <laughs> mind you, we were eating spaghetti, so that was... Oh, nice. It, oh, was it even looked like guts. 
Oh yeah, there it was great. Go. It was perfect. Made the mood very aesthetic. <laughs> um, but so I just remember the first time that that whole um, what do they call it? Hello, job, job. What the moment where the guy keeping them hostage actually gets his tape? Re, or we listen to his tape. They okay. call that moment something specific. Zep the reveal. Yes. Yeah. Ze- yes. That I remember like the chills I got the first time that happened because it was it was a new thing. You didn't see that very often. And then watching it this time, I was expecting that moment. And when it actually happened, it kind of was lackluster for me. I was a little. <laughs> I was like, man. Now I've seen this a ton of times. It doesn't have that same punch it had the first time, but I do remember how it felt. It was a fantastic twist. I will say that brings up another issue that I had <laughs> with it this time. Oh, Zep seems to be enjoying torturing that dude's family a yes. tad much for a victim. Do you think Jigsaw was really trying to figure out their heartbeat? I think he just threw that in there. Oh, no, he just was. That, that was all him. Yeah, yeah, that was him. And like I said, he was having too much fun in that role. Like Zep was definitely euthanizing some patients in his spare time or something. <laughs> like he he was not an innocent in this thing. No. Well, he lost he lost the game. So yeah, he lost big time. So what was what was your first experience like? My first was experience, it? I went on a date with my ex wife <laughs> to, to. We were married. It was it was a married date. It wasn't one of those. But uh, yeah, I I had I had seen the stand up, which I I don't know if you remember the art aesthetic for the original promotional work was very, very different from what they started doing in the sequels. It was it was a, a, a really gritty, dark picture of Amanda wearing the reverse bear trap on her head, and it was just her head. That's true. And it looked so fucked up, and I was just like, I have to see this. I, I have, that looks so dark and so creepy. And and the title, Saw, it's like, it's so evocative. I, I it, It's so evocative that I actually used it in the one story I ever sold. The opening line of that story is, a saw wants to cut. and because <laughs> Because just the imagery is so good that like it immediately puts you in a mood. It immediately gi- gives That's you true. a sense of dread. And uh, yeah, it, it was... It was just really powerful marketing. I don't compliment marketing very often, but in that case, they really nailed it. The sequels completely ruined and shit all over it. <laughs> it's with very their, true with their branding and stuff. But uh, but that, that original first, one, that original marketing campaign was amazing, and and then the movie delivered. That was that was the other thing. That's true. That's very true. Well, yeah, you can't really once once a movie like this is out in the world, you can't really market it the same way. Again. No, obviously, because especially a movie like this with a twist at the end. Yeah, yeah. But that was my that was my first experience, and uh, <laughs> my my ex wife was not super stoked about the movie, <laughs> though she 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 did agree that it was uh, it was very thrilling and well made. Watching this movie now, it's actually it's actually a good movie. My first experience was. I was hanging out with my family. This is before this is before I watched it. I hadn't seen it yet, but I was hanging out with my family and my my brother-in-law was there and we were all talking about Saw and how everybody was talking about, "Oh, how it's so gross and gory and it's just torture porn that kind of thing." And he's like, "No, well, yeah, it's it, it, it's okay." And you find out, you know, the killer's in the room the whole time. Like, "You motherfucker. What an oh, asshole. Why would you fucking oh, do that?" Oh my god. So, That's horrible. Oh, hang on. It actually helped the viewing experience cuz I was dumb. So I'm I'm watching the movie and I'm like, "Well, that guy is clearly fucking dead." <laughs> he is so one of these so two motherfuckers him, one of these one guys. of these two motherfuckers has to be the guy right and then at the end of the movie when he stands up i'm like what the fuck just happened <laughs> like so that was it was kind of interesting you know because i just assumed he was dead because the he final had, twist you know, the the final twist the way it unfolds is really well done i i mean it's no it's it's really no wonder that james wan went on to be a really important 
horror filmmaker. Yeah, actually, uh, what's the Lee? Lee Winnell, yeah. I think it is. He was in The Bye Bye Man, which I got in Horror Pack this past month. Oh, yeah? It, it, was, it was in How September's. Was I have not fucking watched it because I don't want to. <laughs> it doesn't look great. I'll uh, say that. It's an autographed copy, so I'm gonna I'm just going to keep it in the plastic oh, until wow. until I get super desperate for something to watch. So that's cool. That's cool. I like that. But he's in that. You know, I found out that he directed and wrote Upgrade, though, that sci-fi I, movie that I came out. I just found that out today, too. And uh, now, I, now I really want to see it. Everybody said it was super good, so I might just get the Blu-ray and just, just bite the seen, bullet immediately. Uh, have you seen another of the movie he movies he wrote uh called cooties no not yet it's on it's it's on one of my lists i can't remember which Inter- one but interesting fact <laughs> uh he goes digging around barehanded and shit in that movie too so oh, wow. i think he might have like <laughs> some personal things he's working out in his screenplays <laughs> hmm. like he just likes to cast himself in works where he digs through shit with his bare hands it's probably <laughs> a joke at that point because they were talking about it in the commentary and he's like everybody i'm pretty sure everybody actually shit in that toilet <laughs> oh no <laughs> No solids. <laughs> Which is gross. <laughs> but going back really quick, apparently uh, Carrie Ellis, because he had played so many psychos, every, a few people had the similar thought that I did. The guy in the middle of the room's dead, so he can't possibly be involved. So oh, it had so to be it had to be Carrie Ellis. Carrie. It can't yeah, be this guy that killer. none of us know. They also do a good job of trying to point towards Carrie Ellis, at least at least for a, a majority of the film, with you know, he's his story doesn't hold up and the cop thinks it's him and you know he he he's clearly doing some shady shit on the side, but they don't exactly touch on what it is right off the bat. So yeah, they they definitely set that up for you. It's not like it comes out of nowhere. They they wanted you to think he was the killer. That's at, at least for a large portion of the movie. The whole time I'm watching the him getting interviewed, I'm like, okay, so fucking Danny Glover and Sang from Rush Hour are ta- <laughs> ta- ta- talking to Robin Hood. <laughs> Because wow. I can't separate people from the fucking roles that they played that I grew up watching. <laughs> Sorry, you were gonna say something. You you did you did the hiccup and you. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I wanted to hear what you had to say. I was gonna say that I was reading somewhere that the film was actually filmed chronologically to actually help with the actors and their storyline. Oh really? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah, I heard that it was yeah as as in order as they possibly could. As possible, yeah. It, yeah. And they also only filmed in two warehouses the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, like I said, super low budget. Yeah, but they. They make great use of the space. It feels a lot bigger than it is. It's true. Yeah, it's it's just remarkably well made, and uh, and of course, immediately had to be turned into a, a shit storm of garbage sequels. Because why wouldn't you? I think at least most of them are successful. At least okay. At least it it they're they're good enough. I'll say half of half of them yeah. were, half of them were all right. Everybody seems to like six a lot. Like six is where it started to pick back up, and then seven was like was just the ending. The, was six the one where it's the insurance agent who denied him? Oh, fuck, I dude, I don't remember. There's so much. It's like because that one that one <laughs> right. was. There was one. I can't remember if it was six or seven. Oh no, I think I think six was with the insurance agent, and that one was pretty good. But then there was one where he. He does this um, this iron bull execution, you know, you know, like that ancient Roman oh, thing the Brahma or bull thing or oh, whatever damn. it was. Yeah, that that one didn't make sense because he killed some, he killed someone who literally had nothing to do with it. Like that was the punishment was. Killed. Oh yeah, and he had the guy go through and like if you you can save this person if you want, or you can just fucking be a dick and walk away or whatever. Yeah, that was the one with the guy who who's who went around claiming he had survived a oh, jigsaw. Yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery oh, from Boondock Saints. 
Oh, that's right. That was him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. God, that was a that was an otherwise good movie. But then the climax, it just didn't work for me. I haven't seen him in so long. Six, I remember being the one. Some chick won a reality show to be on, to be in it, and she was in the in the opening scene with the first trap where she had to like cut off her arm to fucking beat the guy who was super fat and like the it it had it was like a it had to be certain weight in order to unlock the trap or whatever. Oh man, I should have watched past four. Yeah, I, I what the fuck? I you you haven't watched Past Four? <laughs> no, so, I yeah, I, so you know what? I, I wouldn't have watched Past Four either, except I got like really bored one uh, one year, and all of them were on Netflix or something. Like that, that is oh, a see that's yeah yeah that's, that's a series that just because it, it's all cliffhangers, I'm like fuck, I gotta I gotta watch the next one now. Fuck, I gotta watch the next one. I got. No, I was out after four because mm. um, because three ended. See the thing the thing was is the first one set such a high bar for the series. And then it was inevitable that the sex, second one, although it is a good movie, was going to be a disappointment after how good the first one was. But the problem was is that by making Amanda go rogue in the third one, it showed that there was actually a logical explanation for why the traps didn't work as well in the second one. Because mm-hmm. if she was half running the show, it would make sense that it wouldn't be as well thought out in the second one. Because she was not as reliable a character as uh, Jigsaw is. And so they kind of did some ass covering in three that made all the errors in two make sense. And then they ended on a fucking amazing cliffhanger <laughs> ending with three. And then in four, they just threw that ending out the window. They, they, were, they were just every. The story that that cliffhanger set up could have been fucking amazing. And instead, they resolved it with the guy just walks in and shoots him. Yep. Yep, and uh, three and four take place at like the exact same time, which is weird. Bullshit, but interesting. It's bullshit. It's interesting, but she doesn't know what happens at the end. So I'm trying now. I'm trying to like not ruin like the at the end of what the end of the last one, six and seven and eight. Now I'm gonna have to go watch it. I don't know. I don't know what happens in Jigsaw. Isn't that like a prequel? Didn't it turn into a prequel or some shit? Some shit. Because you told me once, and now I don't remember. Well, it's. I'll say th- I'll say this about Jigsaw. Having watched all the others, the twist at the end is no surprise whatsoever. Oh, oh fun. okay. Yay! Well, I'll still watch it. It's on Hulu. I'll it's check not it out. Ter- I'll, oh, okay. It's not it terrible. Then. It's like it's watchable. It's just that it's all built on this twist idea, and the twist doesn't come as a surprise if you're familiar at all with the way they do the twists in the series. Well, you know, M. Night Shyamalan is back, so now everybody has to be in a fucking twist contest constantly. I just, re- I just rewatched Unbreakable the other night. I oh, fucking love that movie. That movie's good, and that's always been my favorite of his, but then Split came out, and I'm like, ah, fuck, that one's really good, and now fucking Glass is going to come out soon, and I'm like, ah. Unbreakable's still my favorite, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Glass, because... The visit and split were so good. So if he stay, if if he doesn't get his, if he doesn't shove his head back up his own ass again, <laughs> this movie could be amazing. Well, hopefully, hopefully the Avatar thing kind of kicked his ass back into the right gear again. Didn't he do something after that? I feel like he did some really shitty movie after that too. I don't remember. Was it the visit or was that before? No, the no, the, before the, the visit, visit is is his the like sort his... of comeback. Yeah, the visit was his That's, comeback yeah. movie. Where I, I, I feel like I thought movie. it was yeah. great. I, I I wasn't even gonna watch it because it was a Shyamalan movie and he had done so much bullshit. And then uh, uh, somebody somebody somehow was like, "Hey, you know, you really actually should check that movie out." It, I don't even remember who it was. It might have been someone online, but they were like, "You know, it, it might surprise you. Give it a chance." So oh. I was like, "All right, you know, surprising. what's what's worst?" I didn't pay to watch it. I watched it <laughs> on a completely legitimate internet download site and then i was so impressed by it that i had to go out and buy it yeah it was a buyable movie that's for sure 
and now I, I've watched it with my kids a bunch of times. It's a great, it's a great family horror movie. Like like a, a horror movie for kids. It's fantastic. That is true. Fucking After Earth. After Earth. That, that is was, that fucking that horrible piece one. of shit that he did. And I wanted to like that, that movie so bad because Avatar I liked one. the concept and. God, that movie fucking sucks. Sorry, everybody who makes no, terrible I had, decisions. I had no, <laughs> I had no urge to go see that. Although I will say, in de- in in defense of uh, one of his most poorly received efforts, I th- I will maintain until the day I die. I think the happening was a joke. It had to be. I would just oh. That did was you, that did, was a terrible movie. Question: Did either of you see it in the theater? Oh I don't remember. I think I might have, but I no, no, I didn't. I saw it when it came out on DVD, though. See, if you didn't see it in the theater, you missed the joke. I can't. You remember. had to see it in the theater because in the theatrical version and not on the DVD version. Okay. I have the DVD version. It was on sale for one dollar on Black <laughs> Friday one year, and I was like, "All right, I have well, to. I it. have. I have to see it. I have to see it again just to be sure." And sure enough, it's not there. But in the uh, in the theatrical version, keeping in mind, you know, this this is this is a movie that clearly it was going to a wide audience. It had a big release. It, there, there was a lot of hype behind it. Yes, there was. There are three scenes in that movie where the boom mic drops right into the frame. <laughs> oh wow! And they CGI'd it out for the DVD, but they left it in the theatrical version. And I think, and the funny thing is, the first time it happens. It's so surreal because it takes place during that scene where they're in the display house, the fake house yes. with all the stuff. And Mark Wahlberg is sitting there and he's saying, he's, he's kind of rambling, you know, like I honestly, I can't remember a word he said. Is he talking to the tree? No. Not yet? It, it, it's where he's talking to everybody in the room and he picks up this glass of wine and he's like gesturing with it like he's a man at a dinner table holding a glass of wine and the wine is solid it's not moving and it's really surreal and right at that moment the boom mic drops down and i have this moment where i'm like this is where they're going to break the fourth wall and it turns out this whole thing is a joke and they didn't and it just huh. kept going okay and then the and then the boom mic thing happens again two more times only in the theatrical version. Is that scene with the wines a part of it still in the actual movie yes. though? Okay, because yes, I was gonna say I remember that, but I, I remember the house, I but I, I don't remember. But the thing that fucking movie was it fairly the obvious. Is, the thing like, is, oh, oh, it was like a whole. It boom was mic? glaring. The whole mic just dips right oh, down okay. into the shot for a second. Huh. But the thing about it is, is if you go back to seventies uh, pop culture, okay. a happening was it like a practical joke that you had to be there for. Like when Andy Kaufman did his thing on Fridays where he breaks character and and just ruins the whole show, yeah. that was called a happening. Okay, so your theory is this happening was a happening. Exactly. Okay. And you had to be there for it. It's not something you can experience on DVD. Oh, you man. had to be in the theater. And I just don't think people got it. And I don't think that he could come out and say he was making use studio funds to make this huge practical joke. He couldn't admit That's that. <laughs> No you one, can't say not in your job, no. I spent right? I spent millions of dollars of studio money for a practical joke, but I, I genuinely believe that's what he did, and that's mm. why it's called the happening, and that's why it's such a piece of shit. Because literally everyone in it is a good actor. Yeah, that's very it's true. Good actor upon Mark Wahlberg, solid actor. Zoe Deschanel, solid actress. John Leguizamo, solid actor. Yeah. The hot dog guy. Solid act- <laughs> These people are all solid actors, and they're doing the worst acting of their lives. That is true. You know, I you know I could get behind your theory completely, absolutely. So yeah, I I believe that that movie was a practical joke that no one got. Hmm. Are you sure it wasn't M Night Shyamalan just being like, "Fuck it, 
Nope. I. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the key to it is the boom mics. They could have CGI'd those out in a second. He wanted those left in. I'm going to have to do some research, see if there's anything about this. I just Googled it. Did you? I've, yeah. I've Googled it. There's not a lot. I mean, I'm not saying nobody's nobody's said it out there, but not a lot of people have. There's hmm. a, the Yahoo Answers thread from 2008 when the movie came out. Yeah. And one guy's like, it was the theater's fault. The boom is actually caught on film in most cases, which I don't believe. But the projectionist is supposed to frame the movie properly on the screen to cut that part of the image off. I feel like he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Well, no, I, I do think that was the case before digital. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, everything's digital true. now. And at that time, everything was digital. They were just advertise every there was a, all those big advertising campaigns about how everything was going digital and I saw it in a digital theater. Maybe it's a it Mandela was part, it this, was part of the thing. What is that is that Mandela effect where like the Monopoly man everyone thought the Monopoly man had a monocle for but he doesn't. Is that the Mandela effect, I think? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Maybe that's that. kind of that. The fucking Planner's Peanut guy has a fucking monocle, though. That's, I think that's, that's why that's everyone the gets confused. The Monopoly no, man but the thing, the, the, thing about it is, the thing about it is, I formulated this theory while I was in the middle of watching the movie the first time. Hmm. Because that's of really that cool. scene where he's kind of swishing the wine around, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's the happening. That's what it is, a happening. It's a practical joke. This whole movie's a practical joke. And after that, I just kept watching for it and like looking for clues and sure enough two more boom mic drops it yeah it's it's (laughs) i'm convinced i'm absolutely convinced that it was that it was a a huge practical joke that m night Shyamalan played and then couldn't admit to because the movie (laughs) bombed so hard okay can we address the the getting back getting back to saw and shoddy work (laughs) basically the police could have caught jigsaw and just completely fucked it up with shoddy police work Danny Glover and an Asian man could have completely Sang. caught him. Is that what his name was? Sang. That's his name in Rush Hour. I don't fucking remember what his name is in this movie. It was something like that. It was it was, it was something it was something like Sing or 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 something like that. And I think it was Sing in this movie. Was it? I could oh, wow. be wrong. I could be wrong. I uh, maybe IMDb that. But th- there's the scene. There's the scene where they 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 spot the graffiti and then they figure out where it's at. Is like, are we gonna have enough for a warrant? Who said anything about a warrant? Well, motherfucker, <laughs> if you're gonna go invading, if you're gonna go invading a potential serial killer's warehouse, you better have a warrant because yeah. otherwise, literally everything is inadmissible. That is true. <laughs> what police academy did you go to where they taught you to just? I don't need a warrant. Chase down serial killers without a warrant. Every action movie, ever. even if they'd brought him in, he would have walked. That's why you just shoot him. You're there. He cut your throat. You can. But they did shoot him, and then he still survived, so it doesn't matter anyways. They would have gone in with backup. Boom. End of yep. end of Mexican standoff scenario. Somebody still would have gotten their head blown off by tripping over that tripwire. Sure, and their but head it wouldn't have off, it wouldn't have ended the case there. It would, you know, there still been way would have more caught people. him, and they would have done it legally. So everything they found in the room that would have condemned him would have stuck in court. And then Danny Glover wouldn't have been... <laughs> and he wouldn't have gone crazy yeah. because his friend got shot. It would have been some officer who was doing backup or something for him who got shot. <laughs> That's so fucking weird that his name is Sing in this movie. God damn it. <laughs> I wonder if it was I wonder if it was a joke, like his name was Sang in the other movie and Sing in this movie. Maybe. I hope so. You can hardly <laughs> accuse it of being a racist thing since James, James Wan, Wan I know. the fucking movie. <laughs> 
But a white guy wrote it, so. Yeah, but they wrote it together. Oh, they did. That's right. Yeah. Fuck. So how about, oh, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, go no, ahead. I was going to say the one thing that uh, did get me that was kind of creepy was when he finds the picture of them tied up in his wallet. Yeah. And he, But when he leans back to actually look, like to actually look at the photo, he looks at it so creepy and it's not even like he's looking at the note on the back. He's like oh, actually yeah. looking no, at them looks tied like, up. He looks like he's secretly masturbating. I was just going to yeah. say, you know what's happening below frame. Yeah, it that was just weird. That is, that is, that is totally how I would sit if I were trying to incognito jerk off to a picture in, <laughs> with a man across with the someone room. In, the, in the room with me. Hey, haven't you ever seen the Green Inferno? You just you, sometimes you just gotta, right? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I forgot that was in it. I gotta watch uh, that again too. That was actually a pretty good movie. I mean, we all we all jerk off after people cut their fucking throats and stuff. Not weird at all. I, no. I think I think that's what they call a coping mechanism. <laughs> It helps. It does. I've been there. Like, that movie's about me. Like I don't know if it works that way for I don't know if it works that way for females, but for dudes, that's like like you know after my mom died and stuff, you know, it's like like you, you got to cope somehow. You just got it's, fucking rug burn on that shit, right? It's one of it's one of the it's one of the things you do to cope. You know, it's like a comfort thing. I think it's like eating mashed potatoes. I think the other half of people probably drink it off. Yeah, there's that too. That's, Which always leads to probably almost the same thing, you know. You could, can you do it at the same time, or does that like wiggle the bottle around too much? Just like, <laughs> no. Uh, if it wiggles the bottle, you're not a pro. No, no. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't. You. It's it's absolutely impossible to effectively drink and masturbate at the same time. <laughs> I have tried it. It's impossible. It, and here's why it's impossible: because alcohol numbs your nerves. So you just can't get a boner. Or what? No, you can get a boner. You just can't achieve climax. It's impossible. It's like it's like kneading dough. But what if you start <laughs> drinking when you start masturbating? Does oh, that? Oh well, then. Then, <laughs> then are you gonna have a problem? Enough, if you're fast enough, <laughs> I'd probably choke if I did that. Let's just be like, <coughs> and then boner gone. Let's just say I'm fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough oh said i wonder if james wan knows how dark rooms work or if he just doesn't care that's okay i don't know how dark rooms because there's like, literally there's literally a scene where he's in the dark room and there is a light right next to the door to the dark room and there's no fucking handle where the doorknob should be <laughs> do you do you know why he did that because it's a movie. Yeah, and he it, needed light. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree that it looks cool. I agree that it, it was a cool shot. But a dark room with a hole that big is completely fucking ineffective. Well, yeah, but they don't have dark rooms in Australia. Yes, they do. <laughs> what? Fu- oh, oh, you're just fucking with me. Okay, never mind. Like for a minute, I thought you were completely sincere. How the hell would I know that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what you know. My experience with Australia is making a joke at work about Crocodile Dundee and having the having the dumb shit that I work with go, hey man, his family's making a reality show. Like, are you talking about Crocodile Hunter? He's like, yeah, 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 cro- yeah. And <laughs> oh. I'm like, I'm like, Crocodile oh Dundee is not God. the same thing. He's like, yeah, no, Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Hunter, yeah, no. Wow. He's Good a fucking Steve idiot. Dundee. <laughs> so I. Didn't explain it to him. I just kind of walked away and let him think no, that he was right. No, let him stay in that misery of ignorance. That's- I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this kid's a dipshit. He's one of those, well, actually, guys, oh, you know. fuck. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Ugh. Kill me with a reverse bear trap, please. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a really awful way to go. It does. It does. I mean, what you'd probably would that be enough trauma to the brain to actually cause you to die, or would you no, just bleed out if it rips your head off? Yeah. No, but the thing is, I think based <laughs> on the way it's attached, it would actually pull forward. It would break your teeth and just rip your jaw off. Ugh. 
Do we ever actually see one of those go off in the series on a person? Yeah, it goes off yeah. on the second killer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it oh, that's right. It doesn't go all the way. He just barely slips it as it goes off, and it tears his, it tears his mouth open real bad. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, that... Ooh. <laughs> that is not the way I want to go. Yeah, again, a perfect example of throwing in extra gore because the story was shit. Yeah, it's true. Well, yeah, like that part where he's like the the cop guy is like drowning in that box and he has to stab himself in the throat to breathe. Remember that shit? Yeah. Does that seem medically it's, sound? It's, it's a thing. No, you. Uh, it's, it's, it's called a, a tracheotomy. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you can do it. Oh, it's I. I is a cop trained to do one? Well, some are. I don't know. He's a detective, so maybe. I don't know. It, it seemed <laughs> uh, uh, Tackleberry from Police Academy could do one with a steak knife. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Back on Police Academy again. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I did make notes about the, about the traps in the movie. Okay, let's start talking traps. Yeah. So the first trap is that fucking razor wire thing with yeah. that, that fat dude who was trying to crawl through it. Gross. I, did, I didn't make any other notes besides like, hey, this is what it is, and I don't like it. Yeah, but it's definitely gross. <laughs> yeah, that last that cut on the butt, belly was just ugh. not really to watch. It was so deep they found stomach acid on the floor. Yeah, ugh. yeah. What the fuck? Yep, that, gross. Good, good comment on so that. So you you're in that situation. Do you try to get out or do you just fucking stay there and die? Oh, I'd probably just stay there and die. Well, I mean, he had <sighs> a lot. That guy had a lot of fat on him. He could have lasted quite a while if he could find a water source he was in like a basement so there's probably a water pipe in there somewhere but he couldn't get out of the fucking wire well no but you see like he's gonna get skinnier and then he'll be more able to maneuver or he'll just get pushed further onto the fucking razors and maybe i don't know and they'd they'd eventually once he loses all of his fat they'll just go right into his organs although you know i will say (laughs) that uh i would never do a, a an attempted suicide so i would never be on jigsaw's radar in that way if, if if I ever attempted suicide, I'd fucking succeed. This got dark real quick. We were having fun talking about fictional <laughs> fictional blading. Well, I'd probably go. I'd probably try and make it out. You'd try? Yeah, I'd try okay. for it. Fuck it, I'm going to die anyway. If I make it, but at least there's a chance there. I don't Ugh. know. Would I, would I, try? I, I can't decide if I'd try to make it out or what. I got too many dangly parts at this point in my life. To make it through razor wire, I know I'd get shit cut off. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you'd probably lose a dick, just one though. Well, you have, you have more an extra likely one. Likely balls, actually. Every, every, at, everybody at my age, everybody has two dicks, right? It's not just me. Uh... Have you seen the two dick guy? No. What? Yeah. What? This is, no, there's this dude. He, there's you, you ever you ever go on efuck.com? No. It's, <laughs> well, it's now just, I know I haven't it's just seen a this. Real, it's just a really fucked. It's a really fucked up like like humor porn website. Like like it's it, it's really gross and and they just have some like horrific stuff on there and some of it's really funny. And but one of the things is a guy with two dicks and <laughs> they they're joined at the root and then it splices off like a Y. Oh wow. Tori's got two going and they're good size too (laughs) both of them are good size do they both work yep they are both fully functional and they're both attached to the same urethra so so if he pees he pees in two directions you think he holds both together apparently (laughs) i don't know he's got two toilets but he said he he said he said in an interview (laughs) that he's he's one of the only people in the world who medically speaking has to masturbate every day <laughs> or he will it will like cause him agonizing pain 
that's just what he tells because, everybody because who catches him jerking off. it overstimulates his prostate, hmm. having Fuck. two penis tips. Uh, okay. Wow. You said that was huh. what now? <laughs> what site was this? Tell me later. <laughs> I'll <laughs> send you a link. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Efuck.com. Sponsor us, guys. <laughs> there you go. Our new sponsor, Efuck. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, I got a question. Why do you have a severed finger in front of you? Oh, I oh, got wow. that from Zombie Bob Ross last night at the <laughs> at the at the Spokane Zombie Crawl. He handed it to me and said, "Congratulations, you've just been fingered by Bob Ross." <laughs> so I'm never throwing that away. Okay, that answers that question. Is that a Thank year-round you. decoration from now on, or from, yeah, <laughs> at this point, yep. going to be your poultry guy's butt plug? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that one. <laughs> you haven't seen no, it? No, I oh. haven't. I well, know fuck. I need to. I know I need to. <laughs> yep. Well, that's uh, that's Troma's highest rated movie, if I'm not mistaken. For good reason, I would say. Few I've heard nothing but good things. Night of the Chicken Dead. That's the tagline. <laughs> I am Our, a big fan of Thanksgiving. I'll say that. Which I haven't. I, I can't find that on like DVD anywhere. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard to find. I I, I got a used copy from Hastings when they went out of business. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fucking Hastings, you bastards for fucking going bankrupt and shit no it's the, <laughs> it's them bastards for driving everybody else out of business then going bankrupt that's true places like hastings and blockbuster drove all the all the local video stores out of business and then they went out of business so fuck them fuck them all but i want them back because i, I do, miss video stores. i do miss having video stores you're, but, but you're a little young, and, though, you. I don't know. Oh, I rem- I am not that young. I well, know. I used to go to Blockbuster up until a few years ago, the one that was over in Bellingham. When I would go stay with my aunt over there, we'd make it a thing. I didn't mean you were that young, but like, do you have any like lovely childhood memories of going in there and just grabbing a shitty VHS tape and bringing it home and be like, this fucker doesn't work? Then you have to fucking open it up and like untangle it and shit. Yeah, I hate those bastards who would never <laughs> do that. I never had VHS tapes fuck up on me. No, I mean, either really. I've had DVDs fuck up on me lots. That's because people let their fucking kids touch their DVDs yeah. and <laughs> get all that sticky shit on them. Yeah, I, kids D- are gross. DVD were not great for the for the rental scene. No. But uh, you forget how bad quality video was. It really was terrible video quality. Yeah, the VHS tapes? Oh, yeah. VHS yeah. tapes are awful video quality. I think about it now and how we have all the HD shit, and I'm like, how the fuck did I sit there and watch movies on this fucking giant square It wasn't a giant. TV? It was a 12-inch square. <laughs> mine, mine was a little bigger than that. That's what she Then said. yours was a giant screen. Yeah. If yours was 16 inches, it was giant. Yeah. <laughs> I know all about it. It's huge. The hugest one in the room. TV. We're not. So, hey, saw. Penises are small. Dead air. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the second trap. The fucking. The guy had that, like, flammable stuff all over him. And Uh he was trying to find the fucking combination. That was a clever trap. That was clever. I like that. Those. Although, watching him, like, that greased up was kind of funny to me. I don't know why. Because he's, like, the greased up deaf guy from Family Guy. I don't watch Family Guy. Well, then you don't get the fucking joke. God damn it. Watch, find the greased up that deaf guy. That joke was about know. as funny as Family Guy. Well, you're not wrong. I thought Family Guy was really good for a couple of years, and I'm like, why, am I, why do I still watch this? No, I don't. Know. I don't <laughs> want to shit. I don't want to shit on Family Guy. I, I, I've I've never really watched it. It just never got on my radar. So I don't know. I, I I think I watched one episode that was pretty funny. It was the it was the episode with the apocalypse or something, and oh. Randy Newman was sitting <laughs> yeah. there singing about what he sees. <laughs> 
Do you, do you, do you know that one? Or you no, know? I haven't even seen she Family probably Guy. doesn't even know who I watched Randy South Newman Park. is. <laughs> Just because I don't know people, I know faces. <laughs> <laughs> he does the songs in Toy Story. And, oh, okay. And, Randy and, Newman. and also, like, every famous kids movie from that era. Kind of, yeah. But that's not it. That's not all. I mean, he, he was also a pop star at one point. Okay. Strangely enough, if you've ever listened to it, like, y'all always use that voice. And it <laughs> sounds really weird. I'm sitting here looking at a roll of paper towel. <laughs> like, that's how he sings. And he was a legitimate pop star with that voice. Bizarre. If you ever watch Mad TV, Will Sasso does a good impression. Oh, Will Sasso was <laughs> nails, Randy. Oh, my God. And <laughs> so I called my good friend Rob Zombie. <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> Will Sasso is awesome. I love Will oh. Sasso. Hey, Will Sasso, sponsor us. Yeah, dude. Sponsored by the Ten Minute Podcast. Yeah. Does that? Does he have that? Is that have his you, thing? Have you never listened to Ten Minute Podcast? No. Yeah. Him, Chris D'Elia, and Brian Callen do. Oh, it. that's cool. I don't know if they still do it, but they did for a while, and it was really funny. So, how would you get out of this trap? Would 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 it would it work or would you would you fucking burn alive like he did? The Achilles heel of this trap, which is the reason I think I would survive that trap, was that the glass was not it, it was not stuck to the floor. It was movable. You could easily brush that aside. Very true. Oh yeah, I forgot. About it would hurt tiny... you. You would hurt yourself for sure. But yeah. you don't. You didn't have to step on it. No, you'd be fine. You could just push it aside and and you know you'd scrape yourself up, but you wouldn't ha- have like you know jagged shards impaled in your feet. Every if time you've ever watched Penn and Teller bullshit, they do an episode where they talk about walking on like hot coals and glass and how it's possible because our feet are so beat up because we walk on them all the fucking time, so it's hard to feel shit anyways. They were talking about how you just kind of adjust the glass before you step down, and then it becomes flat. Yeah. You're to get poked and shit but you'll probably be fine so the is the thought of walking on glass is probably way worse than actually walking on the glass yeah i if mean you're if smart you, about it yeah if you and if and if you well i mean you know this is not something you'd prepare for but like if you were someone who did it as a performance piece you could toughen up your feet to where they're get they get real leathery yeah and, th- and this guy sets fires doesn't he is that that's why he was in there yeah <laughs> no he he was he was in there because he metaphorically burned people he ripped people off. Oh, that's right. That was that was my takeaway. I don't fucking remember. I was I was kind of falling asleep at this point when I watched it today. Two minutes into the movie, I was. It was yeah, it, was, it, it doesn't exactly start off with a banger. Or anything. It was. It was hard. It's not very intense. <laughs> not like efuck.com. That starts off. With a <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, efuck.com, <laughs> for all your fetish and deviant needs. I'd probably die though. I don't know. I'd die in all these traps. I'm a fucking. I'm a spaz. I'd probably die. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, I could strategize that one. <laughs> well, the, the, that one didn't have a timer at all, right? So. It was like one minute or thirty no, seconds. Or no, something. he had a slow. There was a slow poison in his. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh that's right. okay. Well, yeah, you could easily figure it out though eventually. But he also had to have the candle, which is probably why he died. Because yeah. they they do show him all cooked and stuff later on. Well, he got you know he got like he was in pain and then he starts. He starts shaking and you get the jitters. Plus, he's cold and he's naked. And then suddenly, it's <laughs> so hot. It's a clever trap. It's a clever trap. I would have, I would have glued the glass to the floor. Being naked and cold is my fetish. Is that weird? So you were like totally, totally yanking it right before we came over. It's yeah, like all cold. You were just like lying on the. What the fuck do you floor, think I do when they leave? Ass naked, rubbing you, rubbing furiously at your little, your little pork pie down there. 
<laughs> yeah. Or big pork pie. I don't know. I well, it's cold, so it wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't yeah. be big yeah. either yeah, way. That's true. <laughs> but that's what turns them on, so who knows? I mean hard and big are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh traps. <laughs> the third trap, I you know what? It's the reverse bear trap, which we brought up a little bit. Oh yes. Fuck. That one psychologically, that has a powerful effect. Yeah, how heavy is it? Like, are you fucking like wobbling around when you try to walk? To it try looks and like do it's shit? about forty-five pounds. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it really does, though. Yeah, I, the part of me that I couldn't be able to do that trap is when he starts to wake up, and it's just like, oh fuck, you thought he was dead, but he's really not. You gotta stab him. I don't know the part. The part that the part that messed with me is is she steps forward, it pulls the pin on the thing, and and it starts ticking, and then she knows, oh, now the timer's really on. <laughs> And then she just approaches him slowly. Man, I'd have been moving so fucking fast at that point. <laughs> you wouldn't even notice him open his fucking eyes. <laughs> That's true. Nope. There would have been ran. no hesitation at that stage. I'm just like, I'm going to get this fucking key, key out of here. Slice, slice, slice. She did <laughs> get <laughs> off pretty easy as far as the traps go. Yeah, she didn't have to hurt herself too much. It was a little... It if was it had been yeah. inside her stomach, that would have been something. She's going to have to have a, a little bit of therapy, but she dies anyway, so who gives a shit? If he had the <laughs> idea before he put her in the trap of wanting her to, to be an accomplice and it wasn't just the after the fact thing, maybe that's a reason why she kind of got off a little bit easier. Well, I'm actually, I actually kind of, I had that thought because, because oh, damn it, I don't want to spoil the fucking ending of this, of the last one, the seventh just one. Just do it. Because Carrie Elwes, we find out that he is also an accomplice right at the end of the seventh, of the seventh movie. Okay. So again, he's, he's a survivor, right? And then Mandy that survives. That actually came from a fan theory is what I heard. Really? Yeah. I heard that it was a fan theory. By, by like the fourth or fifth movie, some fan had proposed the idea that Cariella was was actually the new Jigsaw, oh. and uh, and then in the seventh one, it turned out he was. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, now I do want nah, that would make worth watching it. Yeah, it, it it was a pretty good reveal. I liked that. That's probably the only part, the only really good part about that movie, because you know you go see it in 3D and it's just a bunch of CGI crap flying <laughs> at the screen. It was yeah, they really gimmicked the shit out of that yeah. one, didn't they? It was no, it was yeah. I, it's probably fine watching it at home without the 3D bullshit, or it looks worse. I don't fucking know because I've I made it through like I, when I bought the series, I made it through the first six and then I just kind of stopped watching. <laughs> you stopped with <laughs> one to go. Yeah, but then you know. So I, I just assume that like he wants all these people to be to actually succeed and get out of these traps so he can maybe make them all accomplices. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I that, mean, that's my theory. That's that's the reason that that's the reason that things kind of started to fall apart is because it started to get where the traps were not escapable. You because know, Mandy's so, a psycho and yeah, then the cops a psycho. And exactly. Fucking, yeah. So the, the logic started to fall apart in three, but then when it turned out she was the one who was helping him set the traps and stuff, then it's it made more sense because she was going rogue on him. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, that's why the traps aren't escaped. Because three opens up with Dina Meyer getting uh, her ribs ripped open. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. I, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the traps get fucking... There, there's your gore, everybody. Because like, I, I look at this movie, look at the first movie, and it's more akin to things like Seven or silence of the lambs rather than like hostile rather than saw three yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was gonna say john kramer actually has the highest body count in movie killer history except he doesn't really kill anybody he he's responsible for danny glover's throat getting cut and that's pretty much it i don't think he actually physically kills anybody if he has the highest body count it's really only because nobody's watched closely and paid close attention to how many corpses were in the texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) too you know what that's a fair fucking point they 
they they made a carnival where <laughs> a carnival building out of all the bodies. Nice, dude. I haven't seen that one. I have I have the DVD though, oh, and wait. I know I know that's when that series starts to get fucking nuts. Like well, they, that movie's fucking first one's fucking nuts. like actually nuts. Like it turned into that. Like this is everybody's crazy, and instead of the subtlety, it's is it Dennis Hopper, fucking with a chainsaw and he's freaking out and whatever. I I know Dennis Hopper's. The in movie's it. fantastic. Yeah. It Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is kind of like Human Centipede Two and a lot of other movies like that, where the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is remembered as this bloodbath, and it, it but it's it, not. It's not at all. And then in the second one. Toby Hooper, much like Tom Six and, mm-hmm. and various other filmmakers, was like, "All right, I'll fucking give you what you thought you what you thought you saw in Texas Chainsaw One, <laughs> and two is a bloodbath. It's ridiculous yeah. in the best possible way. It's it's really it's really quite fun. It's not as it. I don't think you could take it as seriously as you can take the first one. No, that's because I think the comedy horror thing started to get really big, like right after Evil Dead came out. Evil Dead Two, mostly. Oh I yeah, think. yeah, Evil Dead Two in a big way. Because even though Evil Dead is cheesy and funny, Sam Raimi swears that he tried to make a scary movie. Although, although I believe Texas Chainsaw Two came out two years before, before Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Two. Evil Dead Two, okay, yeah. did it? Yeah, that, that would make sense actually. I think it came out in '86, and I think Evil Dead Two came out in '88. Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey were their first movies, I believe, or early on in their careers. Were Was Texas Chainsaw Next Massacre generation. Four? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Isn't that fucking weird? I, it is so hard to find that movie. Is it? Yeah, it's it, it's a, it's a tough one to find. I used to see it at Hastings all the fucking time. Yeah, I I, I want to get a copy, and at least the last time I looked, which admittedly may have been a while ago, it was uh, it was one of those that was not an easy easy film to find yeah they they just re-released the first eight friday the 13th movies on blu-ray in a box set and yeah i it, saw that it was available for like a week and now it's gone again really like, what the fuck yeah and then now you can get it for 85 dollars oh, but then shit. there was one before that that they released that had all the jason movies mm-hmm. and that like i swear i fucking saw it for like 50 bucks and then i went back the next day five hundred dollars what yeah that's a hell of a price jump because it, it, it they don't make it anymore yeah it's one of those limited yeah. limited things and then like, jesus christ the, the the funny thing is that jason none of the friday the 13th movies are that good although and, and that, the that's first the first one the first one's good and then like the third one's pretty good and that's about it most of them are shit and they're i really fun but they're yeah. shit and I, I i don't think the first one's actually that good of a movie but it has some interesting stuff interesting kills and shit because tom savini was involved yeah it's a good it's a good halloween knockoff you know of all the halloween knockoffs and there were a lot of them Mm -hmm. it's the best because i think halloween is actually a good movie like that one that one actually hit it and now rachel says she says i've decided i'm gonna start watching horror movies with you oh i'm just like oh shit oh man she's taking it to the next level yeah i know wow this is getting serious so i'm like where should i make her start i'm like halloween might be a good idea because it's sort of subtle there's not a lot of jump scares there's not not really the jump scares are really done right in Halloween yeah. somebody I, I saw somebody do a video about them but the jump scares like jump scares nowadays are all taken basically they're all cheap imitations of the James Wan jump scare which James, but but there's a there does there's a distinct difference between the James Wan jump scare and the shitty jump scare <laughs> James Wan when he does a jump scare, there's actually something you should be scared of instead in of frame. a cat fucking popping yeah. up. Yeah. Whereas other other most most modern horror movies, they do the jump scare and there's fucking nothing. And it and but but they do the musical cue and and you've got this Pavlovian response <laughs> to <laughs> react to it. So nowadays you get movies you get movies like and and this again I'm I'm really quoting this video I watched. I, I don't want to try and 
pretend like this is all my original ideas. But you have movies like The Witch or The Babadook, which are really great horror movies and very moody and creepy and scary but they don't have a single jump scare in them and so and so you get kids walking away like there was no there were no scares in that movie right right well no there were no there were no cheap there were no cheap musical cue jump scares but there were actually that, those movies are creepy as shit yes yes that's true i was going to bring up the witch just now and, yeah. I would, like, and stuff like don't breathe yeah and even the evil dead remake which had its fair share of jump scares but it, i think they were all done right because fetty alvarez actually knows what the fuck he's doing yeah i need to go back and rewatch that I, oh the oh the uh the unrated cut comes out this month oh okay it's good. not out yet is it is it like a scream factory thing or i don't know just... if it's scream factory but it's um i just know that it's the first uh u.s release of the unrated. because version. i fucking want it <laughs> Because I, I love that movie. I might actually like it better than the original because, you know, I know that's unpopular. Well, I think the original has its place in cinema history. Yeah. And I don't think anything's ever going to replace that. This is a really, it's a really good yeah. movie. Because like, yeah, the first, the first one is like, this is definitely, this is their first time. Yeah. Evil Dead 2 got it right. That's a, that's a great little dumb horror movie. And it's funny. He actually, yeah. actually made it funny that time. And it's weird and awesome. I assume you've seen all those. Nope. God damn it. Really? You haven't seen the Evil Dead movies? No. For some reason, uh... None of them? No. Not even Army of Darkness that was played on the USA Network every day for, like, ever throughout the 90s? You mean 10 years before she was born? No. (laughs) (laughs) My mom probably had it on. I just probably don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yep. I was definitely raised in two horror movies. Not that one, apparently. (laughs) Oh, well, you you definitely owe it to yourself. If only for the historical value to the horror movie industry. Because the Evil Dead... I mean, it was billed as, and at the time, effectively was uh, the ultimate experience in grueling terror. Well, I'm definitely gonna. It watch was it banned now. in something like <laughs> everywhere, something like forty countries or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, and it almost got an NC-17 rating. And if it wasn't for the weird colored blood, they probably would have stuck with that forever. And the yeah. really mm-hmm. funny thing is, is by today's standards, it is so fucking tame. Well, I'm definitely gonna watch it then. It's still got a lot of gross-out shit in it, which it does. is nice. It, it has and some very, but it, it is. It actually has scary. Moments moment hmm. like the tree the fucking tree will not ever not be creepy no that's that's definitely creepy i mean it, it, it it's full of legitimate scares the special effects haven't done anything but age well but you know the funny thing is 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 just even if you only go into it to see what was extreme at the time and it it, it really was extreme for the time and now we live in such an extreme age where everything is dialed up to 11 <laughs> right out the gate that it, it's actually kind of quaint by comparison. Mm-hmm. Well, you got me now. Yeah, well, every, and every every movie that Sam Raimi's made since, you can be like, oh, hey, that shot was in Evil Dead. Oh, hey, that shot was from Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Like, I noticed true. that. Especially okay. Spider-Man 3 with the, with he tried to kind of throw in the horror elements with the with the symbiote thing. And I, I noticed, like, oh, that's a, that is a Sam Raimi fucking shot right there. And he has a really weird way of making, like, all these really pretty girls not look pretty in shots. It's really weird. <laughs> You know what you know what I mean? He knows how, yeah. he knows how to bring out the grotesque. He he's really good at it. All right. Yeah. Even before I'll the weird shit starts happening, he just frames them yep. in such a way that they just yep. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, okay, that's cool. All right. <laughs> I'll send you both a message as soon as I'm done. Well, Do you it. Have to, and then and then once <laughs> all three you, of them. once you've watched all three of those, then you need to start on Ash versus Evil Dead, the new TV series. All right. But and you I really I I'm I can't set up imagine right. trying to tell somebody to watch that show if they haven't seen the originals like it just seems wrong 
Right. Do you have a PlayStation 2? No. Well, get no. one and play uh, Evil Dead, Fistful of Boomstick, and then Evil Dead Regeneration. There's you, one on... You don't have to play Hail to the King. I was, gonna, I was just going <laughs> to say, don't, don't even fucking worry about that one because that game... I do have a copy, though. Where it was... It was ambitious, but it's also... It has the weird Resident Evil controls where you have to, like... Yeah, the control is Slowly bad. control it's, yourself, and yeah, it's, right. it's awful. It's very... It's a very difficult game to play. <laughs> All right. And but, not, not because it's a hard game, but because it's... Just poorly. It's hard poorly because put together. they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I will say, Fistful right. of Boomstick was a fun, was fun as shit, man. I played the hell out of that game. Yep, I have it, and I'll play it every once in a while. And I, I actually won a... Well, excuse me. I shanghaied a friend of mine into <laughs> winning a uh, an internet contest for regeneration where I got him to dress up as Ash. Nice. Because I, yep. like I don't like doing stuff myself. And uh, <laughs> we entered this internet contest and came in like fifth place or something, and I won a shirt that has the, the final boss line from the game on it. When you go to hell, tell him Ash sent you. Yes. <laughs> I have not played that game in so fucking long, the regeneration one, but we're way off topic. We need to do an Evil Dead episode at some point yeah. because I need to talk about all these things because I love Evil Dead so much. Maybe also, we I've should seen make it by a then. theme month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to do a theme month. We have five or something. There's seven months where there's nothing going on except in in February. We have to do my bloody Valentine. That's oh, just yeah. Okay. I'm fine with doing that once. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to do no. Let's not do the remake. The remake sucks. Yeah. And then, no. And no. Then then we have to do another Valentine's Day movie. Oh, Valentine's yeah. Day. We can do Valentine's Day the next year. Is that a movie? Yeah, it's it came out in the nineties. Oh, it's not a, that shitty one yeah. with Ashton Kutcher or whatever. What? No, no, I know no, no, no. About. It's it's I a slasher not. movie. Oh, you know how in the nineties they they made all these slasher movies oh, after like, Scream that had that had women from TV dramas in them. Seriously? Or or TV there commercials? Was val- there was one called Valentine's yeah. Day. I so, don't. I I I wasn't even aware of it. You know, because they had Scream with Nev Campbell. They had oh, yeah. ten th- ten things I hate about you. No, they, I, know I know what, what you did last summer with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Both from the same show, I believe, right? Party of Five? Yes. And then... So ashamed that I know that. There was, a, <laughs> there was an acne commercial girl who got cast in Urban Legend. Urban Legend, that was Rebecca Gayhart. <laughs> yes. And then and then they did Valentine's Day with a bunch of women that I can't remember who they are. It's not a good movie at all, but it's it's out there. No, but the, you're going to theme it up. Most of those movies were not good yeah. movies. Scream, Scream was pretty much the only of those movies that was any good. And I think... I, I know what you did last summer. Was is, a giant pile of shit. Yeah. So don't. I don't but even, Jay and Son yes. Bob are in it. I don't even count that anymore. I just go from two straight to four. Really? I yeah, want to watch it. was pretty again. good. Well, four was I was good. very, very surprised. And I did not see it, but I'm going to. Four was a great, you know, like whatever it is, 10, 15 years later follow up <laughs> to the series. That's true. In preparation for 2019 and all the craziness that's going to happen with this franchise. Not soft, by the way. We're, we're still not back on it yet because we suck. The Scream franchise? <laughs> nope. Child's Play. Oh. Oh my yeah. fucking God. Ugh. So there's going to be a TV show by Don Mancini, created and, and by him. Uh-huh. So And that should be a continuation of the actual the series. series. But And then they're rebooting Universal the or Paramount. Too, yeah. yeah, they're rebooting it. Did you hear any t- details about that? Well, How? I heard, I heard uh, what's her name? The gal from, uh, what was she in? Three or something like that? Or two? I can't remember. The girl who... The girl who was on 90210, and then she was also in the Child's Play series, and she was uh, she was saying it's a really shitty thing to do that when he's still working on the series. <laughs> it is, know? but right? Aubrey Plaza is going to play Andy's mom. Oh, I fucking love Aubrey Plaza. God it's it. that's going to be so weird. So you know they're going to go in like a more comedic direction already with that, and it's going to be Andy and his ragtag group of friends are going to square off against. A good guy doll who's probably not going to be named Chucky because there's no voodoo, there's no possession subplot. He's a fucking machine that was programmed by some 
factory worker in Hong Kong who then kills himself. He programs the doll to be evil and then he kills himself. To what? Like in... So, so I don't strange, fucking know. What? <laughs> play Fuck. things? Yes. Ugh. So it's going to be like small soldiers with more violence. Oh, oh my God. I don't know. I don't and know. I'm there. I probably won't pay to see it in the theater. Child's Play, uh, Child's yeah. play isn't... A, it's not a series I have a lot of affection for. I think I thought the original was a really good movie. See, and that that's but, that's my thing. Everybody else seems to have grown up with like, ooh, I love how the Halloween series. I love Jason movies. I love Nightmare Nightmare on I Elm Street. Any, I don't love any of these series as a whole. No, I think they oh, yeah. all have their high points, right? And they are yeah. few and far between. And I I have this weird affection for Child's Play. I don't know why. <laughs> I grew up watching it. It was on it was on USA Network all the fucking time. So it was. I'd, I'd watch it. Was it was on all the time. And I blame my parents for how fucking weird I am because they let me watch that. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I think I watched the first two sequels, and the third one was so bad. I was just like, yeah, the third one sucks, but it's still you know it's part of it. So yeah, I I, I didn't. I never watched the Jennifer Tilly ones. I'll um, do it. Those are the dumb ones that are fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it, it just it, at that point it was just kind of it, it just kind of looked like Leprechaun, and <laughs> I was not super into that in uh, my early twenties. And now now I yeah I want the Leprechaun series. I want it so bad. I've never seen any of them, but I know they're all. I I just he goes he goes to the hood for no fucking reason. He goes <laughs> to space for no reason. Let's just let's just do it. But you know what? They should do Saw in space. Saw in space. There you, why the fuck not? Everybody's gone to space. Why not? When is Michael Myers going to space? What the fuck? Jason Jason went to space? Oh, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but Carrie Elwith on the commentary made a comment about how he said, he said, he I passed on Critters and they gave the role to Leonardo DiCaprio and now look where his career go- has gone. And <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he was kidding because Carrie Ellis was like way fucking yeah, older than Leonardo DiCaprio. Older than Cap- DiCaprio in that movie because it was Critters Three, was right? And Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. was like twenty or something. No, Leonardo DiCaprio was like four. Oh, he was a kid. 15, yeah. yeah, he had just Elvis come off. Elvis had already done Princess Bride at that point. I'm pretty He'd sure. He just come. Well, Critters or was Three was just about two. Came out in like the nineties, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Princess Bride came out in like eighty seven. Yeah, Carrie Ellis was solidly an adult at that oh, yeah. point. DiCaprio yeah. was a, a playing a high schooler, and he had just come off like growing pains yeah. or some shit. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. And yeah, so that had to be a joke. But I just thought it was interesting that he said that. <laughs> like I could have been in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Carrie Ellis, did, did you read his uh, did you read his book uh, his memoir of the Princess Bride? Do I fucking read any memoir. books like that ever that you bring up? He has a memoir <laughs> uh, specifically about the making of the Princess Bride. Oh, now I need to read this. It's yes. really good too. And if you if you listen to the if you like audiobooks, which Love I them. like audiobooks, everybody who's alive does their parts <gasps> in the book. That's awesome. So Robin Wright does her parts, and uh, Mandy Patinkin does his parts. Oh, and nice. Wallace Shawn, I think, does his parts. I can't do. I can, I was gonna do his his thing, but I can't do it. I cannot sound anything like that guy. I bet you can. You can do I'm it. Not, I'm not gonna, I'm not do, gonna it! do it. No, no. I almost did it. But You're the I voice actor here. I'm. I just yell shit into the microphone. <laughs> just because it's loud doesn't mean it's funny. I know, but I can still try. <laughs> Saw, guys. This fucking. It was almost a game changer for for horror. It kind of. No, it totally. It totally. Yeah. Was. It brought. It it made the torture porn genre popular. Yep. And made made the paved the way for paved the way for hostile and yep. teristas and all that shit. And all the hello Zeb moments yep. that awful, followed the after. Awful, the <laughs> yeah. awful thing about teristas is that I feel like that would have been a great movie even if they'd taken that torture out. It would have still been a great thriller. Yep. I think we talked about this last week, I believe. I don't remember. I, don't know. I, don't I remember know. we brought it up at some point. But yeah, but yeah, it really it, it really did for Better and mostly worse, as <laughs> as pretty much every really genre changing 
horror movie does. I mean, if you look at if you look at all the greatest horror movies of all time, they all kind of had that effect. Uh, Nightmare, uh, excuse me, Night of the Living Dead. Complete, how how many shitty zombie cha- movies are there? Completely changed horror, but then so much garbage comes out. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Halloween, Scream, yep, you know the Witch. Blair Witch Project. All these, you know, all all these movies, the great movies that totally changed the game, and and then just a slew of shitty imitators come along <laughs> yep. afterwards. And like every once in a while, you get a good one in there, but mostly yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. I mean, Part I mean, for example, mm-hmm. uh, Hostel. For example, I didn't really like it, but you can't deny that it's a really well made movie. The second one is the fucking movie you want to watch. That one's actually real good. It kind of it, it flips perspectives, and I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I like those movies. The Hostel got me for sure yeah i i didn't care i didn't care for either of them but i did watch them and i yeah they're they're well-made movies like like if you're into that kind of stuff they are kind of the tippy top and yeah they probably would never got made if it wasn't for saw no definitely not unless tarantino doesn't give a shit about saw and he's just like hey eli let's make a shitty movie well, tarantino tarantino <laughs> he didn't put up his own money for it he was able to get people to put up their money because yeah. saw was such a success and he's fucking quentin tarantino the one part the the pig coming around the car it still got me this watching it this <laughs> yep. time as it did the first time. That yeah, one of the only jump scares in the movie, and it that's the yeah yeah, and yep. that's and the and the uh, pig coming out of the closet. Yeah, those those are some scary ass scenes. They and they yeah, they still got me this time too. Mm-hmm. Yep, the little girl and her mom lived, but they're going to be in therapy for a while a long for the time. rest yeah. of their lives. Long she is going to be a serial killer. <laughs> There, Probably. there, oh, there's, there's the you, reboot. There's That's the reboot. The reboot. <laughs> there you go. That's the <laughs> we one. We figured it out. Fuck oh, yeah, because no. it's gonna happen eventually. Instead of the soft, the soft jigsaw reboot. <laughs> just make it. Just make it the <laughs> tenth sequel. Yes. So, any final thoughts call on it this? Saw Legacy. <laughs> oh God, they would too. <laughs> oh no. I mean, realistically, she's in her twenties now. They could do it. They, yeah, you know, they might as well. Why not, right? Great. Now we're going to get another Saw movie. They're going to listen to this and do it because oh, they shit. just want to make more money. They're already writing another Saw movie, Saw movie sure anyways. So yeah. No, no, that's right. I, 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 was, uh, I was looking at IMDb and there is another one in the in the pipelines. Yep. Wow. Unfortunately. That shit's never going to fucking end, man. Not as, long as, well, not as long as they make money. And yeah. when, when they're on a micro budget like they are, they can't help but make money. And even if they're not, even if they're not good, if people just go to see them out of curiosity and then shit on them online, it doesn't matter. That's they true. only cost, they only cost like 1.2 million to make. And then they, they make 16 million. That's up 800% profit or 900% <laughs> profit. That's lucky guys. I want to, I want to make a movie. Let's make a movie. I not... used to want to make a movie. <laughs> now I want to write a book. I want to do that too. sounds like, Less work, but it's a lot of work. And it's a shit ton of work. Sitting down and actually and doing writing it. that first that that's the that's the hard thing. Whatever 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 you're making, that first one is the really hard one. Scott Sigler says, "Sit down and write your bad book." It took me three months <laughs> to write my first short story, start to finish. Yep. Like now I, now I can write one in literally two and a half hours. <laughs> I have I have the good thing of at least at least I can sit down in front of the computer and just shit out words, so I can at least do that if i just did it every day i know it wouldn't be good but at least i have the i have the ability to just like onto a fucking page well that's the trick that's the trick is is getting it done not not getting it done well yeah if you can get it done then you can fix it later but it's getting that first one done i i've written i've written a dozen screenplays in my life the first one took me the longest by far (laughs) i've written dozens of short stories the first one took me a long and now 
I've started 15 different novels. I spent on one, I spent a year writing every single day. I wrote over 100,000 pages. Dang. What the fuck, no, dude? Excuse me, excuse me. 100,000 words. Over 100,000 okay. words. Like, what the fuck are you? Right? Are you Jeez. fucking. Wow. No, no, no. 100,000 words. Excuse me. You L. Ron Hubbard with your crazy <laughs> mental illness? I Jesus wrote over 100,000 words. I got two thirds of the way through the story. Wow, I like. I'm, I'm going to keep mine short because it's bringing it to a close. That's the hard part. Bringing that whatever it is you're working on to a close. It's all. That's the hardest fucking thing in the world. Fuck, man. But once you do it, then you can do it. If you can get that first one done, then you can get 12, 15, 20 of them done. Does anybody have any final thoughts about this crazy fucking whirlwind of a goddamn franchise that started small and now it's never fucking going away ever? Like all things, you know, start started strong and then uh, uh, petered out of existence, and now it's getting rebooted uh, by for nostalgic reasons. And, and it's okay. And just yeah, fuck it. <laughs> They're watchable, the like original. you said. Still love the original. Oh yeah, you have to watch the original just to make sure you know what you're looking for. Well, especially with this franchise. Yeah, it did spark a lot. So I just watching it makes it a lot easier to realize the things you're watching now. Anybody but, who come who who went into Jigsaw thinking that it, they could just start there i feel very <laughs> sorry for it. i was gonna say don't don't th- and don't think that you're gonna that you're gonna watch the movie and it's gonna set the tone for the rest of the series because it's <laughs> it gets new completely fucking different after this yeah, yeah. like the idea is still there but whew, you know <laughs> that's one other thing the fact that it took only because they what came out with it what was it like not even a year and a half later the second one came out mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the amount of people remembering the gore for that to just to get to that point so quickly is is crazy to me because it's wasn't this this first one really what just it wasn't gory at no, all. your imagination all. does it all it's a fucking good movie and overall i think a solid franchise it's it's at least watchable like you said it's a mixed bag yeah you can sit down and watch like, them if you if you don't like friday have anything the 13th to do. like halloween like nightmare on elm street like any franchise any 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 successful franchise a very mixed bag if, if you want if you want a good darren lynn bousman movie though go watch repo the genetic opera yes i <laughs> fucking love repo the movie. genetic opera that's yes. such a great movie we might we might leave it with that and we'll we'll get to that one at some point all right so guys what can, what can, can pe- they do where can people go if they need to find out more about us i think they can go to facebook or twitter or instagram and look us up at the shark pod and if they want to give us money <laughs> patreon.com slash sharks cross hollywood and if, you, if you're bored and don't want to do any of that social media bullshit, you can email us at sharkscrosshollywood at gmail dot com. And yeah, and we'll send you we'll send you some dick pics. Yeah, and it's not unsolicited. It's not that. unsolicited because now you've been warned. <laughs> they do have shark shaped condoms. <laughs> With that being said. We're going to be back next week, and we're going to do fucking Trick or Treat to this awesome anthology movie. Hell yeah. This is going to be great. And I'm psyched for that one. That's a family tradition in my house. It's a good one. I'm going to make everybody watch it since Rachel wants to watch horror movies. Here we go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> also, great kid. It's a great kids horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. We will see you next week with some more scary shit. So stay jawsome. Awesome.